We are in Daniel chapter 7, and um, why this is important. So we said Daniel is a prophetic, but it's an, also an uh, apocalyptic book, which talks about end-time events. And here we are, we're getting into some of those end-time events today in Daniel chapter 7. But why is it important? Because if history is correct, then the future is correct. So if Daniel, in his vision, we see that his vision has um, come true, the four beasts that we look at in Daniel chapter 7, those things, those events have already come true, then, then at the remainder of his vision also is true, which means that is what is to be unfold before us. The interesting thing about Daniel chapter 7, um, remember Daniel is a prophet, he's now in Babylon, he was a Jew that was taken from Jerusalem and, and was uh, really a captive, but then rose into prominence in the kingdom. We know Daniel was in the lion's den, we talked about that last week, we know his friends Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. But here it goes, in, in this Daniel chapter 7, we unfold this um, this vision that he has. It's a vision of four creatures. The interesting thing is, it is also in keeping with the dream that King Nebuchadnezzar had in Daniel chapter 2. We went through that in the second week. And so instead of it being a statue then of gold and bronze and feet of clay and iron legs, we find that, that Daniel's vision is not of a statue, but of actually wild beasts. Before I get into the wild beasts, though, I, I want to stir our hope and faith a little bit by reading something uh, from Daniel chapter 7, 7 verse 13. I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man, and he came to the ancient of days and was represented before him. And to him was given a dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall never be destroyed. And that is the kingdom of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That's the end of the game. You know, that's the end of the game that Jesus will be establishing rule and reign on this earth for uh, a thousand years when he comes back and then he will set up a, an everlasting kingdom if we're still alive when he comes back. And, and I want to I mention to you as we talk about these things, I'm going to share some plausible scenarios, but they really are just making some assumptions. So I want to be clear on what I talk about as an interpretation of some of those is... This is not factual, this is plausible. Because I, I, I guarantee you when there's First World War, Second World War, or year 2000, where people, thank you so much, when people decided that the world is coming to an end, that Jesus must be returning now. I'm sure there are many people who have thought that in generations before us. So I am not the first one to tell you that this is how it's gonna play out, but I am going to say, here is the fact. Jesus will return. And he will return to set up a kingdom and a throne here on the earth. And he will be the ruler and uh, will reign over this earth. Daniel chapter 7 talks about, he has a vision of these four beasts. And they really trouble Daniel. And he wonders what they mean. And he needs an interpretation. 
It's interesting because Daniel interpreted a lot of dreams, handwriting on the wall with King Darius. Uh, He interprets Nebuchadnezzar's dream of the statue. And here he has a vision and he needs somebody to interpret it. And an angel does. An angel interprets for him. So the first of Daniel's four beasts, he sees like a lion. This is Daniel 7, chapter, uh, chapter 7, verse 4. It's like a lion and it had uh, wings of an eagle. And as Daniel watches, these wings are torn from the beast and the creature stands erect like a man and a human mind is given to it. If you realize what that is, that is actually what happened to King Nebuchadnezzar. Remember, he became like a beast in the field for seven years and then his senses came to his humility came and he wanted to praise God and then he became um, like a human again and here his first image like the image the statue the head of gold which was to represent Babylon the king there is Nebuchadnezzar so here we know that this first beast that Daniel's talking about is actually already taken place in time next The second beast in Daniel's vision is like a bear, and it was raised up up on one of its sides, and it had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And this is from verse 5. A voice tells the second beast to devour flesh until it's satisfied. And here's what we do know, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on these beasts because it's it's in the same keeping of what the statue is. And this is the Medo-Persian Empire. And, and the three, interesting thing, this is new information though, the three ribs in the beast's mouth, this is what happens. That the, <laughs> the Medo-Persian Empire devours Babylon, Lydia, and Egypt. It's history, right? So this is not just a, this is history that took place. And I don't want to bore you with all this stuff because we're going to get to the good stuff here in a minute. But I guess I want to do is create a case to say that, that Daniel's vision, these are all correct and true that have proven themselves in history to be true. Because it speaks to what also is true coming before us. And the third of the four beasts was like a leopard, which is actually interesting because you're going to see that imagery in Revelation as well. Um, it has four bird-like wings on its back and four heads. The beast is given authority to rule. And by the way, this third beast represents Greece. And uh, it's known for a swiftness of its conquest. And we know this of Alexander the Great, right? Who was the ruler of um, Greece, who was uh, conquested so much. Um, But we do know that the the heads of that beast represent the... um, when, when Alexander the Great lost his, his throne or his empire, it was broken down into three parts. And so it's so interesting to see how Daniel's vision and interpret, interpretation of that is so proven out in history. That's the interesting thing about prophecy is if it's true, it's going to be true. It's going to actually take place. And the final beast that Daniel sees rising from the sea is the most dreadful. It says it's terrifying. Verse 7, terrifying and very powerful. Uh, The beast has bronze claws, large iron teeth that crushes and devours its victims and trampled underfoot whatever is left. And here we know that as the Roman Empire and the Roman Empire, that's the way they conducted themselves. 
So here's the interesting thing, though. And, and so he's, he's relaying these beasts and these imagery of the beasts, which um, also are revealed in Revelation, in uh, the revelation that Jesus gives John. But the interesting thing is after the fourth beast is killed and his body um, burned, a son of man comes from heaven in the clouds. And then we know that as Jesus. We just read about that, right? So he's coming back. Jesus is coming back to earth. And all the nations will worship him. And he will rule for everlasting, indestructible uh, kingdom. But here's uh, another interesting thing, though, though, that he's starting to talk about another little horn. Now, when the Bible talks about horns, though, it really talks about authority or kingship or governance or ruling, a horn. So here in Daniel, we see that there is another little horn that emerges out of um, the beast, which would be like the uh, original Roman Empire, and so there's, there's this, this idea that there is going to be a, a new kind of Roman empire that emerges. And then there's going to be one who is going to be the Antichrist, who's going to the little horn that emerges out of there. And the Bible says that he will seek to change times and laws in verse 25. And he will exert oppressive power over God's people for three and a half years. 42 months. Okay, so here we go. This is now unfolding what's going to happen in, uh, in our future if, if the Lord comes back in our time. So is, is there somehow like there's an, an oppressive rule going on over our world today? Is, is there a level of oppression? Is there some people who are trying to create laws to put greater oppression? Is, is there like some oppressiveness on people that prevent them from worshiping God freely? So given the fact that the Antichrist emerges out of um, the beast that is known as the Roman Empire, it makes us believe that there's got to be something that, that transpires, that there's like this emergence of a new Roman Empire. If you look at the map of the original Roman Empire, it would include um, northern Africa, and it would circle around... Um, uh, all the way over to Turkey, um, but doesn't go as far north as kind of the Nordic countries or uh, it wasn't a part of Sweden. Finland wasn't a part of that original one. But it's interesting, though, if you look at the European Union. Now, this is, uh, uh, this is where I want to say this is Mark's thinking, not necessarily. these. I want you to stir some imagination. And the reason why I'm asking us to stir imagination, because I want you to believe, because it's true that Jesus... His timing, he can be coming back very soon. And, and I want us to kind of like not go into complacency mode of thinking like, oh yeah, I'm sure they believed it back then. And, you know, this will be just one more of those things. You know, the whole COVID thing will pass and we'll think, you know, back in the Spanish flu, that was probably worse than this. So everybody thought Jesus was coming back then. But at some point, Jesus will be returning. And I want you to be ready. <laughs> I want me to be ready. So the interesting thing about the, Rome, uh, the, the EU, because the interesting thing, the 10 horns represents 10 um, uh, like leadership or kings, right? So do I, does the European Union have 
10 leaders in it? No, there's made up of 27, I think, states or, or countries. And uh, we know that England left uh, the U EU. Um, but uh, so 27, that doesn't match up to 10. But the interesting thing, if you're just creating some imagination, there is called a council, a EU council, and it's made up of a configuration of 10 heads of government. You'll have the economic, you have the justice, you'll have, so, so you could see how there is heads of government that are representative in this uh, EU government. So just making you think about that a little bit. Well, the other interesting thing, well, the Roman Empire, if it's supposed to be similar to that or, or the same, the EU doesn't include North Africa. So this is, again, just my own fascination. I just said, what is the geographic landmass of the original uh, Roman Empire. And in that landmass was 1.6 million square miles. So then I said, what is the, interestingly, just trying to see if there's correlation, what is the landmass of the current European Union? Interestingly enough, to my surprise, it's 1.6 um, square miles. I know it might be coincidental, but I think it's just interesting. It's Fascinating. So then we go into who is this Antichrist? Well, it is one that obviously um, is not one to point people to Jesus. Antichrist means they're against Jesus Christ. And, um, and so, again, I'm just stirring imagination. Now, the person I'm going to mention to you, again, I don't believe is the Antichrist in my mind, but I'm just stirring possibility. So... There's a, um, another world entity today that is gaining a lot of influence in our world. It's called the World Economic Forum. And the World Economic Forum is, is founded by a German, um, who's Germany's part of the European Union, by the way, um, who is an engineer and economist, but really a professor. And he's come up with these ideas and he actually had a, every year they take heads of state, heads of political and business, and really trying to say, how do we shape the world to make it a, a better world that we live in, right? So it sounds good. It sounds, um, yeah, it sounds good, right? Who wouldn't want a better world? Who wouldn't want to think about the whole globe and talk about how all these things need to come together? So they had uh, a panel this year called the Great Reset, Again, just stirring your imagination, right? Whether you are in agreement with me or not, that's, uh, I'm just, again, creating some imagination. So they had this um, thing called the Great Reset, and really what they're trying to do is come up with a one-world system of looking at how we solve these um, challenging times. And one of the comments that's made of this uh, in saying in 2030, it says, you will own nothing and be happy. You'll own nothing, you'll be happy about it, right? So, so this idea that our freedoms would be taken away, um, our liberties would be taken away, and somehow that this would be good for, for humanity. So, so is, is Klaus Schwab, is his name, the head of the World Economic Forum, um, is he about giving humanity freedom and allowing them to point people to Jesus or is he humanist uh, trying to find solutions to a world that are devoid of anything of God? 
and find solutions that are under the influence of Satan that would then say, how do we remove people's freedom and liberty and their ability to worship God? So again, I'm not, I'm not here to say all of this is true. I mean, this, um, what I'm saying is true, but what I'm saying is I'm not saying that Klaus Schwab is the, um, is the Antichrist, and I'm not necessarily saying the EU is the, you know, reunification of like the, but I'm creating imagination. Also, this is what Klaus Schwab did say, though. The COVID-19 outbreak is a first step towards an unprecedented control over mankind. Well, let me just see here. In scripture, it was talking about one that would like to change laws and have oppression and control over humanity. Again, creating imagination. But here's what's going to happen. This is true in Daniel's dream or his vision that there will be one that emerges, that will come up with global solutions, that will then take all the influences of the world and create new laws, but it will only lead to oppression of, of men. Now, here's, here's the good news in all this. Remember, in Daniel's vision, it, it, it's only going to take place for three and a half years. So times might get tough. If it happens in our era, times are going to get tough for three and a half years, but then comes one called Oh my word, our King of Kings and our Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. So I, I want to make sure this is where we shift our attention, right? Because this is just kind of like, okay, what possibly could happen? I'm just kind of setting the stage to say it could happen in our time. That's all I'm doing. It could happen in our time. But I want us to have a sense of urgency to realize that, that how are we living our life for Jesus? But more importantly, do your family and friends know of Jesus? This is a time that, that is not a time to be shy about your faith in Jesus Christ. Because when Jesus comes back, there is going to be this idea that like, all right, there's, there's people have already made up their minds on some of this stuff. And, and we want to see as many people come to Christ because that's where there's freedom, there's hope, there's healing, there is joy. Not the oppression that would create fear, anxiety, See, this is the two worlds that, we, that, that our world is living in. I, I feel like Christians who, are, who have walked through a difficult season of COVID and, and seeing a world that is forever changing, that a great reset is happening. And how does it affect us? Well, as Christians, it doesn't really affect us because our hope is in Jesus Christ. But for many people who don't know who Jesus is, it is a very terrifying time. It is a very oppressive time. It is a very uh, anxious time. And we need to be the one, I've said this before, dispensers of hope. But we can't just go around expressing hope if we don't share the good news of Jesus Christ with our family and friends. Well, you're saying, well, how do I do that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel confident. Well, one, I want to encourage you. In, in January, we're going to be starting another class. We do this every, in our life groups on the doing what Jesus did and learning how to share your faith. The other simple one is um, just invite somebody to our alpha class. Our alpha class will talk about who's Jesus, who's, what's the Bible, how do you pray, how do you come to faith in Jesus. And it's a great way of just, it's, I think it's a 12-week course um, that I um, help facilitate. 
But I, I guess what I'm, I want to say is in Daniel's vision and his interpretation given to him by an angel, we, we realize that the time really is getting shorter for Jesus' return. I, I just, at least in my spirit, I'll put that this way. In my spirit, I feel like enough things have shifted in our world that somehow it feels like a stage is being set. And we can get preoccupied by the what ifs, by the way, when our preoccupation should be about Jesus. And our preoccupation should be about how do I bring others to know Jesus Christ? I feel like in, in, when we get, if we were to get to Revelation, he talks about this real end time harvest. And I think the harvest happens not just by Jesus himself sending a bunch of angels to bring in the harvest. The harvesters are us. We get to be salt and light and to share our faith, the good news of Jesus Christ. It's really simple, actually. You just get to share what your life was before Jesus and you can share your life, what it is now with Jesus. You, st you share that you still struggle. Yes, that's humanity, right? We still struggle in our humanness, but we have a savior that gives us this assurance of life everlasting with our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I wanna be on the right side of this end times. And I think we can get, I think every single one of you can agree on, to, with me on that. But I think we're kind of talking to each other here, right? Unless you're here and you don't know Jesus yet, which is very possible that people are here today who don't know Jesus. And I'm going to pray and, and invite you to get to know him at the end of this. But I think we could leave here and just saying, well, I'm all set. But you forget about your friends families and neighbors who need to hear the good news of Jesus and who's to do it? You are. Because God has orchestrated that relationship that you are the closest person to them who has a trusting relationship. They might not hear me. They might not trust me, but they trust you. That what you're going to share with them is genuine and true because Jesus has changed your life. Daniel's vision came true. There's one aspect that yet has not come into fruition. Those are the ends of days, the end times where the Antichrist will come. He'll have power, limited power for a season, bring a lot of oppression to the world, but we know the end of the story, which is that Jesus Christ will be coming back. He'll throw that little devilish person, <laughs> the Antichrist, into the lake of fire to be forever tormented. And he'll rule and reign forever as our Lord and King. But if there's anything I want you to take away is saying, okay, I might be all set, but what about my family? What about my friends? What about my coworkers? Would you ask Jesus, my challenge for you this week is, would you ask Jesus 
to stir your compassion, your faith, your desire to share your faith with somebody else this week. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, then this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device. We want to say, invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching. Thank you.